2: From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Here we go, here we go from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It's your main man, Jimmy Fallon, wishing you a Merry Christmas on this holiday best of edition of Fox Across America. I am, of course, off somewhere celebrating with Jenny and Lincoln and getting periodic reminders from the wardrobe department not to eat so much. Uh, But here on the radio, my recorded voice greeting you and yours and wishing you the happiest and healthiest of holidays we have curated A best of with some of the people I'm most thankful for this year. Some of the conversations I felt did the best job of capturing the spirit of this show. This thing you are a part of. This thing that makes me thankful for fine folks like yourself every dang day. Which is people who get how lucky we are to live in this country. People who get that the whole point of being alive is to have fun. So today... We brought you non-stop fun. It's a radio Christmas cookie. You'll probably have a stomach ache by the end of it and be calling yourself names, which means you'll be right there next to me on the couch in spirit the way I like it. Merry Christmas. And without further ado, we bring on our very first guest of the episode, Gianno Caldwell, a Fox News contributor who joined me live from the Patriot Awards.
3: Happy Patriot Awards. Uh, Happy Patriot Awards to you as well. Glad to hear to celebrate real true heroes.
0: Well, this is the thing, and this is why I think it's so awesome, and this is what everyone listening needs to know about today. It'll be a regular radio show, but we are in a very celebratory vibe because the people that get saluted tonight, I always call this show the Oscars with camouflage because it is we're saluting the act not the people who play heroes in the movies we're play these are the people who just actually save lives
3: the real heroes it's, absolutely
0: it's humbling it's cool yeah that being said, there's still a lot of showbiz egos flying around backstage, right? Let's, You know, <laughs> I've made eye contact with like one person, like it's, a, it's like look away, look away. Uh, but it's a it's a really powerful experience, and we're going to be there. We're going to be saluting the heroes. We're going to be watching the show, so it's going to be great. But as the show evolves today, we're basically just doing a revolving door of Fox talent that are going to be co-hosting segments. And thank you. I know you waived half of your appearance fee to do this.
3: <laughs> I was told it was steep. They were. That I was heard, only my manager. This said that i didn't agree but to. can it. i just say something the
0: language he used okay and i'm an ex-cab driver i've heard things in traffic but that, that's why you're getting where you're going in life that kind of agent i mean man i was a little nervous i wasn't even in the room i had no idea that wasn't me in the headlock that was uh, one of the female executives but no it's great to see you
3: man great to be with you.
0: um nash vegas let's talk about this really quick okay because the things we're going to get into today Uh, As the show goes on are obviously the big box political items, Biden polling horribly. Yes. Talk of Joe Manchin getting in at this point. We've heard a little bit of that. Trump's obviously ahead in the polls. And then we've got this overarching thing of the world's on fire. There's a war. There's protests. They're getting violent in D.C. last night, the pro-Palestinian people. Yes. So what we're basically trying to do today is navigate that sea of negativity With a feel good vibe That's why you have to bat lead off
3: That's that's it And you know what's interesting Is you mentioned the pro-Palestinian people The anti-Israel people Or pro-Hamas protesters outside of the DNC Man, looking at that footage, 200 people? Yeah. Looks like they were trying to storm the gates for a catfish fry. I mean, <laughs> I would have been in line with them. If I, if I, it's like, I, I, Literally, there is catfish in the DNC. They do have it. Oh, stop but it. When I first moved to D.C. I might switch parties. DC, I didn't I said, know this. I'm kidding. A, a Democrat friend took me there. They didn't know I was a Republican. I wasn't on TV at the time. But I enjoy <laughs> good catfish there. But I got to tell you, the world's upside down, Jimmy. Yep, yep, yep. And yep. people are feeling it all over. And when you think about... The Patriot Awards and the fact that we're here to celebrate good. You're not going to see any yeah. pro Hamas protesters storm the stage.
0: No, no, no. I thought
3: about it. Yeah, no, I was no, going to no. <laughs> say. I hey, got to open the show. I need to do it. something splashy. <laughs> so I needed to come out. I think you know, maybe. That, that, maybe. That's it. Well, 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 the good news is that uh, we got real good security here. So I will tell you this, you guys.
0: Everyone uh, that I'm semi friends with at this TV network. Of course, texted me yesterday, like, what are you doing tonight? Okay. Gianno Colwell was the only guy who texted me at 2 in the afternoon. What are you doing right now?
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to go, baby. And that's I why ju- you I just figured if I, if I reached out to you later in the day, you might already have the cocaine. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I may sure not see him at right all. That's, that's a lot of challenges. You got to be on it. air today. So, you know, I was trying to look out. Kill me. I'm that sobriety we, friend. for We you. had a great time, <laughs> but this is the thing you notice,
0: okay, is when you're a TV personality and you're on the road, your disposition on the air is what you attract in an audience member, mm-hmm. meaning everyone that we met yesterday, and it's probably the same for you everywhere you go, has your vibe. You know, that's what I find on the road. Everybody I meet is goofy. They're fun. Yeah. You know, they're smart. They're, you know, sharp people. But uh, they're great. So, like, the folks we met in the bar last night, like, usually you do meet people and they're like, eh, hey, we should go out, you know, hang out. And you're like, no way. That guy's crazy. You know? <laughs> right. I would have went out with those people. Yeah, they do. They were great. <laughs> I know. No, I didn't. I, I actually, this is what I did yesterday. You'd be proud of me. Okay. I had one drink with you, our crew, yeah. my TV production buddy, which was great. And uh, I ran into Abby Hornacek's parents, who are the sweetest oh, yes. human beings really alive. Oh, nice. they were
3: really nice. They really Like, they're nice. so sweet. Absolutely.
0: It's amazing that Abby's such a monster behind the scenes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, she's just
3: like her parents. She's such
0: a sweetheart. Such a like lovely this, human. They're the sweetest human beings. Yes. Uh, shout out to Stacey Hornesack and Jeff Hornacek, who I could totally take in basketball. Um, Gianno Caldwell is in studio. We're kicking off the Patriot Awards down in Nash, Vegas. Uh, is this your first Nashville?
3: No, actually, in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. I wrote a book called Taken for Granted How Conservatism <laughs> Can Win Back to Americans Liberalism Failed. Mm-hmm. Get that book. And I was on Hucklebee's show. Stop he's it. He's in Nashville. I forgot about that. I yeah, love Huck. Huck's a good Yeah, Monster dude. show. Yeah, yeah. No, Huck's great. He's fun. Yeah, they he's love great. him down here. Yeah, I know. They he's, really he's do. He's like
0: a male Dolly Parton.
3: Man. And no, he, he is. had just an incredible audience, too. I took pictures. I stood back two hours taking pictures with people. That's rad. Yeah, isn't
0: that, it? That is, no, that's sick. Man. Um, no, there's a lot of, uh, I always say, it's like a stampeding herd of, of happiness here. Yes. Well, you know, one of the perks of having a town where the bars open at 10
3: a.m. <laughs> or 10 a. M. number one bachelorette party in the world. That's going on as well.
0: No, no, that's going on. Fellas, if
3: you're looking to pad your
0: stats... Okay, folks, if you're looking to make out with a girl who's crying, <laughs> who's so drunk, she's crying for no reason whatsoever, this is a town for you. This is folks, it. if you'd like to hit on a girl who's on a circular bicycle that one of them's about to throw up off the side of, this is a town. I mean, it's wild. If
3: you want to meet a girl with a honky-tonk, yeah. <laughs> which honestly, some, peop- some people were saying to me yesterday, let's go to a honky-tonk. And I said, listen, I don't use that racial language. White people are okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally didn't know what it was. Like I'm thinking, yeah. yeah, like wait. So did you
0: think it was like a slur if you invited... I thought
3: it was a slur. So I did... said, look, I'm I'm okay with white folks. I don't use that kind of language. <laughs> <way." laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> so do you think that's funny. Gianno Caldwell thinks that uh cracker barrel is actually a racist term for Bob <laughs> Evans.
3: <laughs> I said, I want no parts of this and then I happen to walk past a building and they say a hunky tonk and I said, Oh, this is a real thing? Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> Maybe Like, okay, (laughs) yo, man, yo, man, the tattoo parlors, the boots, it's all going down. That's right. Uh, I love it, I think it's great. And, and you know, the thing is, when we get out there tonight and this whole vibe goes on, okay, when it's over and we're done saluting all the heroes, which is very powerful, okay. But it spills into, like, the after party that's and the right. streets. and It really is, like, such a cool thing. It is. You know what it reminds me of, G? This is what it reminds me of. You know those Starburst commercials where the guy's, like, just bored at work? He bites a Starburst, and, like, a tidal wave comes in, and there's, like, a marching band playing, and women are in bikinis. All right, maybe I took it. Yeah, I'm like,
3: that's started. your commercial. You didn't watch that version of the commercial?
0: <laughs> but it has that vibe. Everything just kind of takes off when you get down here. So I've been digging it. Okay, uh... Last thing I'll hit you with. It's a political question. I'm sorry to do this because we've been having such a nice no, time. No, let's go. We've good. been having such a nice time. Um, one of the big conversations uh, re- today on our show revolves around TikTok and the fact that we've got kids now getting on TikTok and being like, Osama bin Laden was right because of this <laughs> right? TikTok letter. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, like, really quickly, okay, are we supposed to go back to beating our kids a little bit just to get people in line?
3: Let's you know, talk I, I, about I've it. often wondered about that, and, you know, Parenting has failed largely in the bunch I mean. of these That's what I mean. That's what I'm trying to say. Parents be, are blowing it. Yeah, like all over the country. Whether you be in urban America, you're in a country, you're in the suburbs. It seems as though there's been a failure there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, kids have become much more independent and they really question everything, mm-hmm. which is good. But when you see kind of the rhetoric they're following yeah. when it comes to the Israel-Palestinian uh-huh. fight, it's like – what are they thinking? And then what's even more problematic as you know, we're adults in a room yeah. is Generation Z and the millennial generation, which I'm a part of, will now make up the largest voting block in America in the yeah. 2024 election. Uh-huh. So you see what's going on at the DNC yeah, yeah. Uh, with them rushing the DNC. You think these folks aren't going to change their rhetoric on Israel? No. Democrats are going to change their rhetoric on Israel, Joe Biden included. And we've already started seeing that. You see it at the White House press briefing. That's a great point. America's in trouble,
0: bro. No, it is. It's a scary moment right now because they are so brazenly political. Yes. This started with, like, Israel's all the way right, no ceasefire. Yeah. Because he's been yelled at so much by his squad and they see what's going on on liberal campuses, they've adjusted to, all right, maybe not a ceasefire, but a pause, which is a ceasefire. (laughs) Right, yeah, literally. It's the dumbest thing in the world. But they're really, you're right, they're backing off the throttle because politically they have to. But that's not real leadership because if you know this is bad for society— You've got to try to convince your base to go in the other direction, but I don't think we're living in that world anymore. I I mean,
3: in the last ten plus years, how many Democrats you've seen be real leaders? Yeah, to stand up and say, you know what, we're going to do what's right, not what's what's going to keep us in power. They are focused on the power. They just want the power. And for Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. for him, it's almost like a life and death situation because he has to shield his family from investigations.
0: To be clear, him walking ten feet is a life and death
3: situation. (laughs) No, it's not even funny, but it's true. I know, but it's but the truth of the matter is there his family's personally in trouble so yeah. whether he be in a wheelchair now he's going to try to run for four more years because he knows he cannot be prosecuted by the doj that's the according part. to that memo so yeah he's going to continue to reach rich himself he's going to try at least his family uh-huh. and then you got democrats who will do whatever for power this and, is no terrible. it
0: is it's second in, in this season of america the writers have really taken it somewhere you know it's gotten nuts because you're right to say He does need to run for reelection, if only because of the legal protections that come with getting the job. And then there's this other thing that I think a lot of folks forget, which is that all of the reasons we think make him terrible and unqualified for the job Or why the people behind the scenes want him to run again. (laughs) Because it gives them more power. (laughs) If you're a bureaucrat, you don't want, like, a 52-year-old who has ideas. (laughs) You want a guy who wants to be pointed towards a pudding cup that (laughs) will do whatever you tell him to to get there. So in that regard, like, Biden's a home run for the establishment. They want a
3: puppet. Yeah, they do. Yeah, somebody that they can get in is just going to be a figurehead. And that's what he's largely been. Because people don't trust his leadership because there's been none.
0: Yeah, no, there's been an
3: emptiness of leadership. And I got to tell you, For those single ladies that are listening, I am a leader. I lead. I lead very
0: well. He will lead you right to the ATM to buy him drinks. Listen. 20, 30, 20, 2023, man, feminism. you got to let the ladies look, pay. I,
3: look, I, I like modern women until it's time to get traditional. <laughs> what
0: well, traditional careful how you phrase that. That's you, it, right? He likes modern He likes modern women until Dylan Mulvaney shows up. Because <laughs> those are the modern women, Gianno. I, said, I hate to yeah, tell yeah, you. It's it's you're it's the sweet. best, man.
3: Well, thank you for having me. And please follow me on social media at Gianno Caldwell, G I A. N-N-O Caldwell C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L Dropping those Instagram DMs ladies Hey I'll see you at the after party player right, see you brother Love you my G G. My man
1: Hey it's Clay Travis Join me for Outkick the show As we dive deep into a mix of topics New episodes available Monday to Friday On your favorite podcast platform And watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch
2: It's the best of Fox Across America With Jimmy Fallon
0: I am down here in Nashville at the Patriot Awards. Joe Biden was out in San Francisco yesterday meeting with Xi Jinping.
1: I don't remember that ever happening. But it did
0: happen. Uh, We have proof, and I'm going to give you a little bit of the back and forth that ensued afterwards. Uh, Xi Jinping, of course, speaking through a translator here, uh, says all the right things. This is part of the MO, uh, which is we love you guys, we're the best. You know, we're always looking out for America, you know, we're allies, we're friends, we're not rivals, that's a lot of how it goes down uh, with somebody like Xi Jinping. Uh, But the reality is, at the end of the day, these are our biggest geopolitical foes in the world. So it's a little nuts to know that you're sending in the President of the United States to meet with Joe Biden. See what I did there? Here's Xi Jinping, <laughs> the guy running this place, I kid, speaking through a translator about the importance of the relationship. Clip 5.
4: The China-U.S. relationship, which is the most important bilateral relationship in the world, should be perceived and envisioned in a broad context of the, of the accelerating global transformations unseen in a century. It should... Develop in a way that benefits our two peoples and fulfills our responsibility for human progress.
0: So that is Xi Jinping through a translator saying, we are all in this together. That's what Xi Jinping is saying. Wrong. Now they don't actually believe that. Uh, But here is Xi. It's so fascinating to me to hear any of this. Okay, talking about, you know, we got to share the world and. We don't want to get into a hot war. Okay, but the reality is everything I'm about to play for you has one thing in common. And there is no actual commitment or deliverable to improving the quality of anything between the U.S. and China. It's a photo op. You get out there. Okay. Xi's job yesterday was basically to get on the world stage, say the right things about his relationship with America and make sure Biden walked in the right direction when he was done talking to the guy.
2: Biden is such a disaster. That's basically his
0: job. Like, she's there yesterday for about five minutes on the world stage. He's Joe Biden's nurse. He's got to make it look like they're both having a dialogue. But did they actually get together and talk alone? The answer would be no. If you've noticed, every one of these photos that gets released shows them sitting at a table flanked by five guys on either side because it's ultimately the five guys that do most of the heavy lifting and the world leaders just nod on. Tell them like it is. Okay, it's not a situation where Biden sits down and holds court and you're in America now, here's a couple of jokes, here's an aside, here's my take on what's going on. They're very much articulating it for them. You know, that's what it is now. Do you remember the movie uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Where uh, in the first one, it's like it's, ter- it's term f- time for grandpa to do it. Like, grandpa hasn't done a killing in 40 years. And they hand the hammer to grandpa and he can barely hold it. That's the president right now. When they go to a big bilateral meeting, there's five guys that are young or younger anyway. I mean, by definition, pretty much anyone alive is. But there are five guys who sit down on either side of the table and have a conversation. And Biden is sitting there like the grandpa in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. well, grandpa hasn't said anything in years. And then he's got to make a statement at the bilat. But I got to be honest, if you've been watching the news this morning, there's a reason you're not seeing a lot of Biden clips making the rounds. But here is Biden embarrassing us, calling climate change the ultimate threat to humanity. Climate change. Not the fact that we're at the precipice of World War III in the Middle East. Okay. Not the fact when you really think about the rising anti-Semitism in this country, the advancements in AI, okay, he gets out there and calls it climate change, and in the process tips his hand to the other side. What an idiot. Here is Biden, clip 10.
1: We have to keep going. Above all, it shows us that climate action offers an opportunity for the nation to come together and do some really big things.
5: You know, I've seen firsthand what the reports make clear. The devastating toll of climate change and its existential threat to all of us and is the ultimate threat to humanity, climate change.
0: That was embarrassing. You want to know why it was embarrassing? Because again, okay, they're telegraphing their agenda to their enemy. Hey, we're focused on climate change. You know that thing we have no proof is even a thing? You know the reality that no one can control the weather, including us? Well, we're just going to get out there and tell the world this is what we're going to do, okay? We're going to pursue energy, something that makes you guys richer, us poorer, and the world a lot less safe. I'm just telling you because I care. Biden sucks. really does.
2: It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon
0: down here at the Grand Old Opry House in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, girl, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. lot going on on the show today. You're going to hear a lot of your Fox friends come by and keep me company as uh, we count down to the Patriot Awards, which is as cool of a production as you'll ever be a part of, whether you're an audience member, whether you're a performer or a presenter. Grand Old Opry House, of course, a prestigious, massive uh, arena. And uh, I will be kicking off that show tonight uh, before we hand the baton off to... Handsome Pete Hegseth, who is, of course, hosting this thing as it streams on Fox Nation. Now, the one thing you'll hear me say a lot today, and you'll see it tonight on the show as well, is this is an award show that should be mandatory for the entire nation. Like, we should declare a holiday and make everybody watch this on, like, a Sunday night, Thursday night, if, you know, that's what we decide on, which is what we're doing tonight. Uh, Because the people we're saluting are apolitical apolitical. They're what my show, you know, attempts to be. Okay. I'm obviously conservative and le- I lean to the right, but I tell people every day, I'm not doing a conservative talk show. I'm doing an American talk show. You can get on the air and disagree with me. You can tell me I'm wrong. I don't care. You know, I'm not here to influence how you vote. I just want you to enjoy yourself while you're scrolling the radio dial on your way to work. Or I'm, if you're one of my fans, you're probably on the way to a meth lab, but, uh, or fleeing a, fleeing a crime scene in a stolen ambulance. If you listen to me, but, uh, the point is Okay, I'm just trying to give you a good time and some perspective on issues and what you get out there on stage at the Patriot Awards are the people who actually put their lives on the line. Like when a Hollywood actor who plays a cop for a living gets on stage and lectures you about politics, you're not actually getting the words of a hero. You know, you're getting the words of a closeted gay man with an eating disorder who does a lot of cocaine and pretends to be a cop for $30 million a picture. Okay, that's what you're getting. You know, when an actress gets out there and gives you a lecture at the Oscars on inequality, she's doing so in a dress that costs more money than your house. Okay, these are the people that are out there with skin in the game. These are the people putting on uniforms, whether they're military uniforms, police uniforms, first responder uniforms, fireman uniforms, EMTs, everything. Border Patrol agents, everything you can think of that comes with a uniform and the mission of protecting the American people. And you understand the true heroes, when the game is on the line, don't show up to a crime scene and go, are you a Republican or a Democrat? They just try to neutralize the threat. They just try to treat the wounded. They just try to restore some semblance of order. That's who these people are. They are the actual heroes. They're the offensive line of life. You know, any quarterback you know that's a Hall of Famer is a Hall of Famer because he played behind a really good offensive line. You might not be able to name them, but the reason you can name quarterbacks is because they were really good offensive lines, okay? Absent that, with no time to throw, with no protection, you can't throw the ball on your back, which is how our New York Giants beat up the Patriots in two Super Bowls. They got the Tom Brady and his gorgeous hair, uh, and they made him nervous. They disrupted the rhythm of that offense, And ultimately, the Giants were too much man at the line of scrimmage. And that is what dictated the fortunes in those two Super Bowls. And the reality is, in life, okay, we are all living the life of a Hall of Fame quarterback. You might not be shagging chicks on the Daily Mail every day like Tom Brady. You might not be parading around in a super yacht. But comparative to the rest of the world, you live in America where you have American privilege. You have freedoms that don't exist in other parts of the world. You have an upward mobility in your life that's unique to where we live. I mean, if you were to break down my life, and the reason we talk about it a lot is, yeah, I was a cab driver. Now I'm on the radio. I'm all over the TV is because if I could do it. You could do it. I'm not saying this is what you want to do. I don't know that you want to live with this many voices in your head, dressed like an overweight figure skater. But the point is, if you wanted to, you could pursue it because you live in America. And the reason, okay, we have these lanes to run in is because of the people we're honoring tonight. Whether it's the soldier, the cop, or the fireman, or the EMT, or the Border Patrol agent who is working an HR job right now because they've let everybody into the country and they're doing a lot more paperwork than they are policing – But the reality is that offensive line of life, the people behind the scenes that make things go round, that's what we're saluting, okay? And I'm saluting truckers every day on the show for that same reason. Nothing you interact with on a daily basis gets to you without a truck, okay? And nothing, okay? At some point, it winds up on a truck. And because of that, okay, you're able to enjoy the quality of life that you do in this country. So it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And it's a, a really good source of perspective if you don't have some. So if you're not here, I would go on Fox Nation and watch it. Uh, if you're somewhere local, you got about six hours till showtime. I would make a bender out of it. Go to the Patriot Awards the way I went to Nashville uh, to Graceland the first time, other side of Tennessee down in Memphis. We were sitting around listening to Elvis once. Me, and my friend Pat Shelley, who's a, just a good time mess, and my good buddy Lauren who owns a fabulous. If you're on Long Island, she owns Pietros in East Meadow, really good Italian eatery. Uh, Of course, I don't go because I'm being told I'm not allowed to eat carbs. Uh, (laughs) They have a shock collar around me when the bread dish comes out. But the point is, uh, these are fine people. And one day we were sitting together on a Friday night. It was like three thirty in the afternoon, listening to Elvis was on the radio. I'm like, hey, you want to go to Graceland? Like we were making plans for the night. We're gonna go to the happy hour. We go to the bar. I was like, you want to go to Graceland? And they were like, it just made sense. We were like, yeah, let's let's go. And we actually bought tickets Southwest out. Uh, on Long Island at Islip Airport and flew down the Graceland. Like five hours after we hatched the idea, we were on a plane halfway here. And that's the kind of thing that only happens in this country. And you realize those type of benders only happen uh, because of the people who make your freedoms possible. So it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And if you want to go on a Graceland bender, okay, you're not going to wind up at Elvis's house, but you are going to hang out with me, someone who has the food and pill intake of late-stage Elvis. Okay, you'll see shiny rhinestones. You'll see some type of offensive clothing. (laughs) And I'm sure I'm going to sweat on stage. It'll be the closest thing. You won't quite have the king. You'll have the Rodney King. But it'll be a good time. Okay, back to politics for a second. Now that I'm done trying to do some tourism work. The thing going on right now that I really find fascinating about our politics is the country is situated in a very unique place. And what I mean by that is a lot of families have had the conversation about needing to take grandpa's car keys away, but we're having the conversation about the need to take away grandpa's nuclear codes, okay? We've got a dude in the White House right now. I mean him no ill will there, but go for the grace of God, go I. But we've got a guy in the White House right now who has no idea where he is.
2: We have a president that is clearly not all there.
0: So one of the hot reports as we got on the air today, you know, you try to keep up the speed on this, is that Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin says that he wants to run now. He says that he's thinking about running. Okay, it's not, you know, definite, but he'd love to run. And why are people doing that? It's two part. One is they realize the guy in power by no means has a lock on this nomination. None whatsoever. I understand he's a president and historically it's hard to get an incumbent president off the ticket, but we're in different terrain now. And that's why you see Dean Phillips in Minneapolis. That's why you see, you know, guys like RFK threw their hat in the ring and ultimately got forced to run independent because the Democrats wouldn't give him the time of day. You know, obviously that moonbat Marianne Williamson is in the ring as well. The reason you hear conversations about everybody getting into the race is they realize if Biden's the nominee, they're going to lose, which is also why you're seeing so much public posturing out of Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom meeting with Xi Jinping, Gavin Newsom cleaning up the streets of San Francisco. And you understand the reason that went over is he knows Newsom himself, if he winds up running and being the nominee, okay, they know San Francisco is an eyesore. They know it's a political liability, and they don't want the Republicans to be able to use it against them. So here is Newsom answering the charge, okay, of, hey— You just cleaned up because Xi Jinping's coming over. How come you don't clean up when regular people are living? Okay. And his answer, you know, I admire the candor here. He tells you the truth because the regular people don't matter. Uh, Here it is. It's clip 12. Anytime you put on an event, by definition, you know,
1: you you have people over your house. You're going to clean up the house. Uh, You're going to make sure the kids, you know, make their beds, you know, take the socks, you know, let's put them in the drawer in the hamper. Uh, And that's... You know, you 21 world leaders. You got tens of thousands of people coming from all uh, around the globe. Uh, What an opportunity to showcase the world's most extraordinary place, San Francisco. This is a crown jewel. I was just with President Xi. First thing he talked about was San Francisco.
0: I mean,
2: dude. Garbage like you just makes me sick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was just with Gavin Newsom. I was over with Xi Jinping. The first thing he said was how nice San Francisco is. Yeah, but you know what the citizenry's been saying? You know what the first thing they've been saying when they've walked out of the door the last five years? Run. (laughs) Run for your life. There's a pantless hobbit, (laughs) some kind of angry day-drunk time traveler who's coming after me. Okay, San Francisco, I say this all the time. If you've ever watched the Thriller video with Michael Jackson, okay, I used to assume when I watched Thriller... That all of those people who came up out of the manholes with ripped faces and clothes were actors. They're just people in San Francisco. It's just like live in Union Square. It's sad. It's, de- it's depraved. It's really depressing. I've been there with Jenny and Lincoln a couple times. And uh, you can't drive around it and not feel like you're in the behind-the-music version of a city. You know when you watch behind-the-music, you're like, this band's amazing. They had all these hits. They're flying first class. They're selling out arenas. They're shagging starlets left and right every time you turn around somebody's doing another bump of cocaine off another fake breast you know something like that (laughs) what the hell did you just say okay but then the behind the music starts to get ominous okay and you're no longer hearing about the glam life you're hearing about the they let themselves go okay these guys started to get sloppy drunk during the day they're crashing cars they're you know zonked out on meds during live TV appearances, and the side chicks and the cocaine uh, is going downhill. It's no longer pure, and uh, the side chicks, let's, let's just say, you know, not a lot of show ponies uh, in the La Quinta. But the point is, okay, that's the portion where you realize this thing has become untethered. The compass is broke, Okay. In the case of a band, they've lost control, they've overindulged, and they don't have the willpower or the way to turn it around. What you see out of Gavin Newsom is they still have the control to turn it around. They just don't want to. Bingo. Okay, understand that. In every one of these liberal cities, San Francisco, and I do mean this, okay, it is the most depraved place you'd ever spend a day. Like, it's horrifying. It's, it's, and again, I, I wish it no ill will because I love the city. I romanticized it my whole life. But if they could turn that around in 48 hours, that means you could have this whole city, this whole country spotless in like a week and a half if you had the political willpower to do so. But the problem is people don't want to solve problems. They want to run on them. And if you have that problem of urban decay, if you have that problem of advanced poverty, drugs and crime and everything in between you get to get up there when campaign season comes and go i'll turn this around vote for me but you understand they could turn it around now but they don't want to because it's too viable of an issue
3: that's just how white folks will do you
0: and that's how they're doing us okay but that's not unique to newsom Okay, that's happening in the White House. When you look at the country right now and the state of the country and the way the border has been overwhelmed and all the infrastructure is being inundated and swamped, and we now have migrants complaining about the quality of the accommodations, like, first of all, shut up, Okay, You don't have any rights as a customer. If you're staying in a hotel for free, I don't want to hear your Yelp review. I don't care, Okay, You're in that hotel while some veteran is homeless. It's like when you go to Dollar Pizza. Okay, I saw a guy arguing with the chef at Dollar Pizza. I'm like, dude, you paid a dollar for pizza. It was implied in the bargain that this wasn't a Michelin chef behind the counter. (laughs) You know, this is a guy who was ripping Michelin tires off cars and selling them for extra meth money. But the point is, okay, if you wanted to fix the world tomorrow, you could. You just need leaders at the top that agree with you. He knows what he's talking about.
2: It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Probably my favorite town in America, because it's the only town where you can answer every question with, woo, and people know what you're talking about. It's great. You're in a bar, like, hey, you want another beer? Woo, you know. Consequently, you're driving home later that night. A cop's like, do you know why I stopped you? And you're like, woo. And he's like, exactly. But it's a great town, a stampeding herd of happiness, if you want to come watch me open the show tonight in a flashy outfit from my overweight figure skater collection. Handsome Pete Hegseth will be taking the ball from there, and we're going to salute first responders, heroes, the people who make this world go round, the true offensive line of life, the people who get out there and put it on the line regardless of how you voted. Okay, no one checks your Twitter profile to read your tweets when they're pulling you out of a fire. You dig? And that's what's so Im- you know, I think uh, inspiring about tonight is that we are saluting the people who deserve it the most. You go to a lot of award shows and you don't really sit at the Oscars going, oh, that guy who's making $50 million a picture and acts for three hours a week and then shacks up with starlets and a trailer in between takes. He really deserves to be feeded here. No, he doesn't. He's already hit the lottery. Okay, that's why I always think the Oscars are such a joke. It's like Hollywood actors, for the same reason I don't like them getting into politics. Hollywood actors are famous because they hit the genetic lottery. Okay, they're so good looking, we're willing to pay $20 for a popcorn to watch them recite words that were written by an ugly person. Okay, and I only know that because I'm one of the people who's written those scripts over the years. But the point is, okay, they are in this realm of prosperity that they should just shut up and enjoy. Okay, whether or not they deserve a trophy is pretty debatable. Everybody who shows up at the Patriot Awards tonight, whether they win, lose, or draw, they all deserve to be saluted because they're the everyday heroes that are getting out there and doing stuff. So when you see me down here tonight, and I'll get to open the show, and you'll see all the fabulous Fox personalities, it really is an amazing opportunity to show your thanks and gratitude for people who deserve it, okay? I know people are excited to see us because we're TV people, and I think that's awesome, too. Okay, but believe me, we can only afford to be TV people uh, because these folks keep us safe on the way to the studio. Uh, We can only afford to be TV people because if something goes sideways, there's a first responder there to, you know, get society under control. Uh, And to be honest with you, I'm talking about the TV stars. You know my deal, okay? Everybody down here looks like a TV star. I look like I installed your TV, you know? So when you see people in the lobby like, oh, my gosh, Jesse Waters, my, my mom loves you. They see me, and they're just like, Jimmy Fallon, do me a favor, please. You pick up the other end of this couch. We're just trying to move it over a few feet. If you could help me, I'd appreciate it. Jimmy, my car's running outside. Could you go sit in it? It was like crazy? I'm like the only TV guy who gets, like, tipped by his audience. They're like, here's a five. Do something nice. Uh, but the point is, uh, as a regular guy, I love a night that dishes out for the regular guy. Okay, but the truth is, on paper, you might describe these people as regular, but they're the real heroes. They're the people who, when you were playing games as a kid, actually wanted to be the hero. Like, they didn't let go of that. Like, when you stopped dressing up as Captain America, okay, because you had matured. Like, I I stopped dressing as Captain America because the outfit didn't fit anymore. I was a chubby little kid. Okay, but when you stopped, it's because you were evolving as an adult and you were going in a different direction. When I stopped being, uh, you know, Captain America, okay, it was for my own reason, but these people didn't stop. They wanted to be the hero, and they pursued a life that would allow them to be the hero, and that's what you're here saluting on a night like tonight. So it really is rad, man. It's such a cool thing to be around, Uh, and for me, you know, you get to open the show, but most excitedly is you get to sit there, and you actually really, like, take it in, and these people get to leave you know feeling like we care uh until they see us in the bar at the after party and then they realize as much as we do care we're human just like them and uh that bar's going to be open and this town is going to be closed in style at the patriot awards down here in the grand old opry house in nash vegas back after this with harris faulkner and raymond arroyo hey girl
2: From everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Hey, 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 it is your main man, Jimmy Fallon, welcoming you back to a big Merry Christmas edition of Fox Across America. We put together a best of in your honor to celebrate the holiday together and to remind you, wherever you find yourself this holiday season... You're not just celebrating this Christmas, you're celebrating every Christmas. That's the joy of the holidays. You get that childhood nostalgia. You know, you get all those family traditions. I can't believe that year you ate all that, you know, all the food, fatso, or so-and-so threw up in the bushes. I don't know what you guys do over there, but the point is I am wishing all of you the happiest and healthiest holidays allowable by law and to honor you and to make some small contribution to the celebration you might be partaking in or driving to right now in the car. I have curated some interviews I thought were fun, Uh, interviews that I thought captured the spirit of the show and the whole point of being alive, which is to just get out there and have a good time, especially around the holidays. So without getting too far off into the weeds, which is hard to do because I live in New York and everything smells like weed, uh, I bring on a man who put out a Christmas album of his own this year who actually went on tour with Jose Feliciano, the guy singing Feliz Navidad every three minutes out of your radio speakers, uh, and made a lot of people happy with his crooning and his concert going and his wit and wisdom and banter that you catch on the Ingram Angle every week. I am, of course, talking about the bell of the ball, uh, Raymond Arroyo, who joined me in this segment, to discuss the protests this year out of D- outside of DNC headquarters. This was a fun one. It was very ridiculous. There's a lot of goofy humor uh, because that's every segment I do with Raymond Arroyo. But on a day like today, I'm especially thankful to share one with you. So here you go, Snookums, a little radio stocking stuffer from me to you. We were talking about uh, the conditions on the ground outside the DNC last night where the protests got a little violent. Got a little violent outside the DNC in DC, and this is the problem the Democrats are going to run into, uh, and they've already run into it, according to the polls, at a political level. Is there is a large wing, I mean a huge wing of the Democratic Party that is pro Hamas, and it's that's a sad, it's a sad thing to say. It doesn't feel good to say. It's not anything I'm happy about. Uh, but the reality is, the language of identity politics has reduced the conversation intellectually to such a lazy place where you're willing to overlook anything, okay, as long as it fits in the terms and definitions you've been fed in your jargon of identity politics. So when it comes to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, okay, they tell you the Israelis are occupiers. But they're not. They're not in Gaza. It's Gaza. Okay, they say they're committing genocide against Muslims. (laughs) Folks, there are 2 million Muslims living peacefully in Israel. Okay, they're not going into Gaza because they're Muslims and they want to wipe them out. If the goal was to wipe out Muslims, they'd start in their own country. But they're not doing that, you understand. But because they've reduced the conversation, identity politics is for intellectually lazy people. What Martin Luther King wanted to do was he wanted a colorblind society. He wanted to live in a world where we judge people by the content of their character— and not the color of their skin. That takes some intellectual depth. You actually judge each human individual based on their own actions and intellectual contributions to society. That's what he wanted, a colorblind society. What identity politics does is lazy. It reduces everything to skin color. So you go, well, this skin color means good guy, this skin color means bad guy, and that's all I need to know. So you understand that's how this Middle East conflict is playing out right now. Okay, Hamas, with the darker skin, paraglides into Israel, kills 250 people, beheads 41 babies, tortures people alive inside their house, but their skin color's white, so I guess it's okay. That's identity politics. That's what's going on. And the reality for the Democrats is a big percentage of their electorate that they need to turn out in order to win back the white or keep the White House—feels that way. Okay, do you think those kids on the quad at Harvard are Republicans— <laughs> The guys crossing the Brooklyn Bridge, chanting from the river to the sea. Now, to be clear, a lot of these guys are just trying to get laid. They have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, most of these guys think Gaza Strip is a gentleman's club. They have no idea. But the point is, okay, they are still part of a movement that's going to vote a certain way. Because that's become a prevalent narrative. These folks are no different than the defund the police folks, which was the dumbest thing you'll ever hear for as long as you live. Okay, you can't have a world without the cops. But you understand in the language of identity politics, that reductive language tells you, well, the cops are all bad. You don't work in nuance in the field of identity politics. It's like when they're doing those, you know, anti-racist things in kindergartens where they're telling you, well, the white kids are the oppressors, the black kids are the victims. No, they're just kids. They don't want oppression. They don't want victimhood. Okay, they're kindergarten kids. They want chocolate milk. Thank you. Well, now they're getting like some weird oat milk and a lap dance from a drag queen. I don't know what to tell you, kids. You got to play the teams on the schedule. But the reality is that is a mindset that is voting Democrat. They're voting Democrats. It's like you need them to show up and vote if you want to win the election. So what you're going to start to see, and you've seen it a little bit already, is they're kind of recalculating in the Democratic Party. You know, they were condemning this rhetoric a week ago and two weeks ago, and you can't say that, and we can't have a ceasefire. We stand unilaterally with Israel. They are kind of coming back a little – just a little just a little something towards the center because those river-to-the-sea dirtbags – are going to, you know, ultimately vote Democrat, best case scenario. And you need to appease them in order for that to happen. Now, again, most of that means public posturing. It doesn't mean abandoning Israel, thank God. Okay, but there is a reality that Biden is down 17 points in the polls with Arabs. Okay, he is down across the board uh, with actual, you know, Gen Z uh, voters. Okay, and the reason why is because they've been sold that language of identity politics on TikTok where little influencers are getting on there and giving them, again, it's spoon-fed ideology. Okay, we live in a world where politics have become a branding exercise. It's something that becomes a part of your online avatar. Hey, I'm compassionate. I've got this flag in my bio. I say the right things, like get rid of the colonizers. Look at me. And that's what they're doing. It's like Hot Topic. You know, you go to Hot Topic, and you're like, well— I like insane clown posse. I'll get a patch, put it on my denim jacket. Screw you, bro. Slipknot. Putting that on my... Pa- you know, whatever. Fine. Great. Okay, but that's what politics has become now. They've turned it into a brand where you're just getting a bunch of patches and putting them on your jacket and hoping somebody will think you're cool. But the problem is all of these patches come with real life or death consequences. Now, to be clear, a Slipknot concert does too, if you've ever seen how many drinks and drugs they have in the parking lot. But the point is, okay, when it comes to identity politics, the consequence involves war and you know, actual real life and death. So it's heavy. It's a heavy thing to watch, but it's something they're wrestling with internally at the DNC because they don't have an electorate that largely wants to do the right thing. Like, you can hate Republican leadership, okay, but there's no Republican running on anything other than America first. There's no Republican running on anything other than, okay, peace through strength. You know, every one of you was in a house at some point with an adult figure, when you were getting restless and ornery and wrestling with your brother or, you know, beating your sister with a stack of dictionaries. I mean, mine was into that. She was kinky and weird. But the point is we've all been in those places where you're getting a little restless. The kids are trash in the living room and someone goes, hey, knock it off. And everybody's like, oh, we better pull it together quick or there's a belt or a spoon coming our way. OK, that's what America has largely been to the world. OK, but what the Democratic Party has to cater to is the kids that didn't have, hey, knock it off to get them back into line. The Democrats are catering to the kids who got a timeout, the kids who don't live by the credo that if you act like an a-hole, bad things are going to happen.
5: He's a lousy dad, but he's
0: right. Okay, they're catering to this other thing where their emotions are their facts, okay? We were told that Israel's an oppressor and an occupier, and you can do anything to an injured occupier. And I don't know, and they're like, you know, Somebody just needs to throw a shoe at one of these kids, okay, but earlier in life, okay? The reality is that's what they're catering to. They're catering to a subset of people who can't be wrong because they use terms like my truth, okay? This is my truth. That was embarrassing. Okay, there's no such thing as your truth. As we all know, there's only the truth. Okay, and the truth is right now, the people running the Democratic Party have no idea what they're doing. They're completely unmoored. It's a broken compass where they really, really, really want power. So they're willing to do anything they can to get it. You know, what do we got to do? Say defund the police. All right, guys, defund the police. No, it's great. Walls are bad. We should be building bridges, not walls. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Now open up the border. That's what they're doing. That's reality right now. And in the hot topic they're catering to, the patches kids are putting on their denim jackets, they're putting on patches like open border. They're putting on patches like defund the police, you know. No human being is illegal. You know, until those human beings show up to a sanctuary city, at which point they're like, get them out of here. Get them out. That's my favorite thing in the world, Martha's Vineyard. It's like the richest vacation enclave. Dude, they are, where Obama lives in Martha's Vineyard, they are so rich. They're using people as furniture. Like you go to like a, you know, a Levitt's or something, you know what I mean? You go, you go buy, you go buy something, Raymore and Flanagan's, you go to Bob's. Bob's is great. If you want a recliner slash microwave that can sharpen your lawnmower blade, Bob's has a great couch for you at an affordable price. My favorite thing about Bob's, <laughs> this is like, this is a, this is a pleather cat cage slash barbecue brisket smoker on sale for $3.99 this Memorial Day weekend. You gotta love Bob's. They're doing it all. Uh, But the point is, okay, up in Martha's Vineyard, they ain't going to Bob's. They're sitting on a guy named Bob. (laughs) Hey, could you arch your back a little bit? I want to see the TV better. Okay, they're that rich. They have every resource known to man. But when the migrants actually showed up, 42 of them on a bus, they were like, hell no. Ain't nobody got time for that. And they sent them off to a military base within 24 hours of them actually getting there
3: that's just how white folks will do you
0: and that is how white folks did them okay but that's who the biden administration has to cater to if they want to win re-election they'll do anything to get power okay but in order to get power you need a good percentage of these people to show up to the polls there's only so many ballots you can print up in the middle of the night folks i can't stop it you stop it i'm being silly but the point is Okay, they need these people to turn out. And if they're going to turn out, they need to be motivated. And if they need to be motivated, they need to hear a lot of stupid stuff. So buckle up, girlfriend, because it ain't going to get any calmer anytime soon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. But in this moment, I'm doing a three-hour radio show. I'm, of course, distilling a lot of news. And I looked out at the world, and I was like, man, you know, the border's overrun. We're on the verge of World War III. Xi Jinping just bossed around our president. Nobody feels sh- safe in the streets anymore. Who's ready for some comedy? And joining <laughs> me now on the show, life has just paved so smoothly for this next guest, a multimedia matinee idol, and I do mean multimedia because he's got a fantastic Christmas album that we'll get into. Raymond Arroyo is back on the show. Hey, girl. Oh, Mark. Great to see you. I it.
4: love being with you, Jimmy, but you don't need me to do comedy. You're, you <laughs> had it well
0: in hand, my friend.
4: Oh, and funny. I cannot wait for tonight when you were opening here at the Opera House. It's, it's a big one,
0: Raymond. Yeah, uh, for you, my well, gosh. For all of us. Well, it's weird because everyone you know is in the audience so it half feels like an intervention. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no when you go do stand-up you're in like a dark room. Yeah, you now just it's, shout comedy into the night sky. Yeah, now it's playing to the family. Yeah, yeah. when yeah. you recognize the faces it's, it's a little Is different. it harder to play when you know the people in the ribbon? I think not, and this is the only reason why. Why? And I think, and I think that you probably have this experience too. They're paying because, you. Because <laughs> 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 they well, have to well, laugh. The paying me. Yeah, well I <laughs> you, you see this bottle of aqua yeah, I know, well <laughs> drink it slow, yeah, Okay, um, I'm kidding. But what I think you realize is once you're in that moment where you're the only guy talking in a room of thousands. Yeah. You got You're in charge, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they for 15 minutes. You're the bigger person. Yeah. They're seating control. To yeah, you. yeah. That that yes. goes away. You know, yeah. and this is what I always tell guys who are like on the road trying to court women after shows. <laughs> you have a very <laughs> finite window. At, you know, from that performer. Audience stigma, and it's when you have the mic. Yeah, of course. And yeah. when it's over, you you know it'll buy you 20, 30 minutes. But once that's over, you're just another slob at a bar. <laughs> so if you're a comic out there trying to close down on Broadway tonight, if you did a set at Zanies, you got to close at Zanies. Don't it, wait till you get to it, the after party. Right. You got that stigma. Do you it right there.
4: Ride that wave, Raymond. In the moment. So are you going to ask for a raise tonight? If that was the, is that part of? that what <laughs> well, you're building to fail on stage? Yeah, because that's uh, your moment. Yeah, you only have fifteen
0: this, minutes. This would be it. I, I okay. could close it with an impassioned plea.
4: Yeah, plea for uh, the yeah. for the eight o'clock clock slot and a raise no
0: and i wouldn't they would give me a raise they'd have me start driving nighttime (laughs) uber (laughs) they're like no you're gonna get the good fans now you
4: you get to pick harris faulkner up (laughs) your next guest (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm teasing here i'm teasing
0: you know the queen of daytime how would you like to be her chauffeur there you go (laughs) So there you go
4: this is a step up
0: yep me so me and raymond arroyo here there was some ingram action last night you're all over the place tonight. I mean, you're uh, doing it all. Well,
4: we're doing the red carpet thing. Yeah, I'm course. on the red carpet. I've yeah, got the are. stats, and so people want to tune in for that. Are
0: you go All right, good. So if well, you're we're doing Pop the full. Nation, I got the full, like. You dialed into w- Nashville.
4: We're doing Nashville chic. Okay. I mean, we're glowing for it.
0: Well, I'm going to look like a million bucks. Um, you have a jacket tonight? I've got it all. Rhinestones? Uh, uh, there will be. Um, I, I gotta tell you, it's flashy. Come on, give, give us a little. It's give us I don't a little give tease. too much. You're not supposed give to see the bride before the wedding. All right, you know what well, I'm saying? But we're I'm not going, seeing you. We're just listening. I'm going with like my one of my oldest guy in the boy band looks. Okay, okay, it okay. looks like I would be, you know. Like, in sync. Or at our age, we would be like the Kids back. on the block. Well, at our age, we would be like the back pain boys. <laughs> Not <laughs> back on the block. Yeah, yeah no. It's no, yeah, okay. fine. But I'll be there. I'll be okay. hunky. All the chubby chasers are going to get what they came for. Yeah, all right. A lot of handsy old ladies going to be out there We're, tonight. we'll, uh, we'll make
4: sure you have extra security on the rear. <laughs> that will protect the rear flank.
0: Raymond Arroyo is here. All right, really quickly, give this one to me. Uh, yeah. Biden last night, he told Gwen Stefani, oh. Gavin Newsom does ha- can have the job. My question to you is, how bad does Biden wish he could give... Gavin Newsom, the job. Yeah,
4: the man is—he's barely. He, when when she took him for the walk yes, in the garden, yes. he kept walking and was looking for the sing-along. Th- that's. What I what mean, he said. this is Biden.
0: Xi Jinping got put to work. He was a nurse yesterday. Yes, yeah, nurse. He mate. was not a head of state. No, no, no. And, was, he, and
4: he's like, oh, poor Biden. I'm walk him over here. Yes. And off he walked him, and who knows where the hell he is? Yeah. He could be in Modesto by now. See, I, I don't know where I, they, I they were I had no
0: idea to. Xi Jinping worked for Visiting Angels. Yes, he I'm like, <laughs> yeah. there he was. Right. He's leading the president right. of the United States around. Well,
4: Jill Biden needed the night off, so she. They brought ah. you. You see, he's already helping the fentanyl problem. They said he's lowering fentanyl consumption. Yeah. Now we see how.
0: That's a, <laughs> I get it. I understand. It all makes sense. It's so crazy, and I think you know. There's this reality. We've talked about it recently. Yes. yes. Where it's like you don't have much of a window to get a guy off a ticket, but I have this theory that they have a plan. You
4: think they're gonna bounce him?
0: I, I just. I think either they have. They're either gonna bounce him or there is a plan we don't get. With Because they're not dumb. But Who I, are they going to be? I don't know. I don't know if it's Newsom. You know, he's been making a lot of fa- yes. you know, forward facing appearances. Yep. I don't know that answer. We know it's not Kamala, Definitely but I not. also at the same time know that they want power so bad. And if you see the actual rods of the world being like, this guy's got to go. You okay, gotta, that's gotta, Obama. That's yeah. an Obama surrogate yeah. for all intents and purposes, which means they're kind of, you know, because this matters to them. Yes. They are willing to work long con. They're willing yep. to let him dotter around all the way till July yep. if they have to do it at a convention. Well,
4: look, if they can get him elected, he's going to be their yeah. nominee. Uh-huh. If they feel this thing That's cannot what I mean. work, then yeah, you might see Dude, Michelle Obama in the eleventh hour. He's not campaigning, okay? No, well,
0: they announced he that. has a staff of three people. Yeah, okay. I I know people who campaigned harder to be president of their fantasy football league <laughs> than this man would be ostensibly campaigning. Right. Now.
4: Well, he doesn't have to. I know. Why well, work combat. that hard? No, I mean, he doesn't. Doesn't have. Well, he that, doesn't have to. Well, he that's just what shows up I think in is waves. Funny.
0: I think the plan was obviously, if you just keep indicting Trump, you shorten the campaign, right? Because you got this guy tied up in court, right? But it's not actually working in a weird yeah. way. Did so you see the latest Fox
4: poll? Yeah. Sixty per, 62% yeah, yeah. is where uh,
0: Donald Trump yep. is now. Uh-huh. I mean, that is pretty remarkable. Yeah, but that's crazy to think. Because if you look at the other polls, it's not it's not just Donald Trump. Like, Barron Trump is up 19 points right now. <laughs> <laughs> any it's, Trump at all. It's, it's, any, any Trump any at Trump all. Any Trump you got. Uh, well, Raymond Arroyo.
4: I like that we are bringing a little joy tonight to You're people. damn right we are. The Patriot Awards are, are going to be a breath of fresh air. It's the
2: best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: These are episodes we have carefully curated because we feel they best encapsulate the spirit of this program. And if you're listening on the holidays and you're a little nostalgic for Christmas's past or Fox Across America episodes past, I wanted to give you something that kind of gave you the feel of what we authentically do every day on this show. And with that in mind, I bring you the following bit of analysis that I myself distilled on the radio airwaves uh, about the Joe Biden meeting with China, which was a precarious one if ever there was one. And uh, I am hoping you will enjoy it as much as I have enjoyed building it up for you. Gosh, I hope this lives up to the hype. No promises, but here we go. So Biden meets yesterday with Xi Jinping. We told you about that. okay? and then we got into the follow up or the fallout anyway, which is people reacting to Biden meeting with Xi Jinping. Like, hey, you know, how'd that go for America? You know, what would you have done different? You know, it's like the Olympics. The gymnast gets up there, does the floor routine, flips off the pommel horse, all that stuff. And then you go to the kiss and cry room and uh, you see your scores. Oh, only a seven from the Swedish judge. So you understand Biden had his big meeting yesterday. And now they're off to the kiss and cry room to see their scores. I want to give you some of the reaction from that uh, because it's interesting. Okay, (laughs) here's Joe Manchin's reaction uh, to tell you everything you need to know about how it's going for Biden. Here's Joe Manchin's reacted uh, clip 15.
4: I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure and mobilize that moderate, sensible, common sense middle. The middle's gone. There's not many of us centrists left. And if I can reinvigorate that, and I said, I will do everything that I possibly can. I'm totally, absolutely scared to death that Donald Trump would become president again. I think we will lose democracy as we know it.
0: Oh. There's a slob. There's a real slob. Okay, so this is the one angle Manchin's going with. Really is embarrassing. Like Donald Trump would get in democracy as we know it. Okay, right now, they're jailing their political opponents. Bingo. (laughs) When you talk about undermining faith in democracy, okay, and it's not to say I can defend every one of Trump's actions in the aftermath of 2020, but obviously everyone listening, okay, and the dog you walk every morning— knows that the Democrat behavior in the aftermath of 2016 was not to call it legitimate and go, all right, we lost fair and square. Now let's hear this Trump fella out. Okay, that's not what went on. Okay, Democrats like to tell you, well, you can't undermine faith in our elections. Democrats are so full of crap. Because not only have they undermined faith in elections, which is what they spent 2016's aftermath doing, but they've undermined faith in some of our most important institutions when it comes to the DOJ. Okay, we've never indicted a president in 247-year history of the country. We've now indicted a guy 91 times. And I'm being honest, a lot of the charges, they really are like garbage charges. Like the charge in New York is absurd. No one's ever been charged for it in the history of the state, and no one is claiming injury. There's no one out there being like, we gave this guy a loan that we shouldn't have, and we didn't get paid. That didn't happen. There's so no one saying he inflated the worth of his assets— and we lent him all this money we otherwise wouldn't have, and now the payments are late. That didn't happen. There are no victims. When you're right, you're right. The only you're thing right. Have, the only thing we have in New York is a prosecutor who ran on throwing the guy in jail, and she's, to her credit, I guess, following through on the campaign promise. But it's an absurd prosecution. You know, when you start to talk about, well, you mishandled classified information, Jimmy. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not the first high-ranking government official to mishandle classified information. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Okay, and understand, though, when we have that conversation, they go, yeah, but it was different because she cooperated with the invet." Wrong. No, she didn't. She destroyed 33,000 emails, bleach bit a server, and destroyed her Blackberries with a hammer. That's her level of cooperation.
1: This is ridiculous.
0: Exactly. When they say to you, like, "Oh, you don't understand," but she she cooperated. No, she didn't. She destroyed it. She got rid of it, so they couldn't find it. Now, to be clear, a forensic analysis could go in there and find anything they wanted. That's why we have the Hunter lap- Biden laptop story that we do. They were able to dump the contents of the laptop and see a lot of things. I got to be honest. You don't want to see. (laughs) I mean, man, Hunter Biden's laptop. I've seen so much male genitalia. I feel like I'm on a women's swim team right now. But that's what you're dealing with in a moment right now. It's a monster, just a monster double standard. But when Manchin gets out there and says he wants to run again, yeah, he wants to run again. He doesn't think Biden can win. He's not actually scared that, oh, I'm scared that Trump will win. No, no, no. He's scared that maybe he won't win. He's scared that maybe because he can't win his Senate election, his access to the gravy train of lobbyist money and the lifestyle of someone who's in the upper echelons of government will dissipate. So what he's scared of maybe is losing that level of access. So yes, he wants to run for president, but it's not because he cares about you. It's always a situation where it's an exercise in his own self-preservation or self-fulfillment. And that's pretty much anyone who runs for president, Okay, including Nikki Haley. Here was her reaction. OK, to Biden meeting with Xi Jinping, this is clip eight.
1: I would ask him why he's putting a military base off our shores in Cuba. I would ask him why he continues to murder Americans by sending over fentanyl. I'd ask him why he's stealing our intellectual property and not owning up to it. I would ask him why he's buying so much U.S. soil and, um, and it's next to military installations. What they're going to come out is an agreement on the environment.
0: All right, so there you go. And think about that. All of those things she just said are true. The fentanyl, them stealing our intellectual property, the farmland. And what we're getting is an agreement on the environment. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Do you understand? This is what the Democrats have become. Okay. Guys, from time to time, have been known to have one-track minds. Okay. You're dating with a woman. You're living with a woman. You've decided that when she gets home from work today, uh, you're going to do a certain something, something in the bedroom.
3: Oh,
5: yes. I've read about that in the Bible.
0: And that's where your head's at. That's your plan. Okay. And you're so committed to your plan that you're not really listening uh, to the circumstances that ensue when she comes through the door. So the door swings open and she's soaked like a cat that just got a bath because it's pouring. She's got a broken heel in her hand. She's got a headache. Where's the ibuprofen? And you go, I know what you need. (laughs) And i got to be honest with you, it ain't what she needs right then and there. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, but that's who the Democrats are with climate change. The electorate is looking out and going, the economy's bad. The streets aren't safe. The border's overrun. We're sending all our money to Ukraine and we don't have any here. And the Democrats are going, I know what you need. A climate change. And that's what we did yesterday with our biggest geopolitical foe in the world, China. Okay, we sat down and said, hey, do you mind pretending we can control the weather? Can we make some kind of deal? We're going to manufacture more green vehicles. You know, the ones that you guys own 96% of the precious rare earth minerals to power. Okay, green energy only boosts China only boost China. And it's not powered, okay, by the sun. It's not powered by the wind. It's not powered by the water. It's powered by fossil fuels. Your electric car gets plugged into the electric grid. And that electric grid is not powered by the sun. You understand? And that's a good thing because we all like Annie, but she was a terrible weather person in that the sun will not always come out tomorrow. It won't. Okay, it's going to be rainy days and cloudy days and everything in between. So when you get out there with your biggest geopolitical foe where there really are matters of grave consequence, fentanyl is, you know, it's killing a record level of Americans. And they're not overdosing on drugs. They're dying from poison. You take an Adderall thinking it's going to help you write a term paper, find out there's fentanyl in it, you drop dead. These are not aggressive, problematic drug users. These are people taking a recreational amount of drugs and just dying. That's a problem that only exists because of China. That's a thing you tackle. Okay, them stealing a billion dollars worth of our intellectual copyrights a year? Yeah, that's a thing you, t- you tackle. Okay, if you want to pretend we care about oppression and human rights, then, man, maybe you do kind of hone in on the fact that the UN Human Rights Council considers them uh, guilty of crimes against humanity was the actual, the actual official tagline, crimes against humanity for what they're doing in the Uyghur province, uh, with the Uyghur Muslims and the Hubei province. Okay, so you understand there are things, as Nikki Haley articulated, that you should probably talk about. When you come out and say, well, you know, we did a thing about the, you know, the climate. We went, we went in and we did a thing on the climate. I mean, i got to be honest, that's like,
1: boom, Boo! that was the worst thing I ever heard.
0: Worst thing I've ever heard, okay, because it's not what we need. Okay, but that's the one track mind of the Democratic Party. But understand when it comes to climate change, just so you get it, okay, nobody cares. I don't doubt there's people out there in a Prius hanging out, some chick with a mohawk and a Subaru with a coexist sticker that would light you on fire if you disagreed with any of her political positions. I don't doubt that they're out there. You know, the hate has no home here people who would gun you down (laughs) with a firing squad if you disagreed with a single political point they made. But hate has no home here. But the point is when you look out at the world right now, okay, the only appetite for climate change is forced on us by the government. Okay, that's what you're dealing with. The biggest climate bill in the history of this country was called the Inflation Reduction Act. Why? Because they didn't have the votes to pass a climate bill. So they Trojan-horsed it through the guise of inflation reduction, which is something we all wanted to see happen. Unfortunately, it hasn't. And that's the moment we're living in right now. We've got a guy at home with a one-track mind, but his track ain't ours. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right.
2: It's the best of Fox Across
0: America with Jimmy Fallon. Who is standing next to me and how she's adorned? Uh, Joining us now... (laughs) Apparently, <laughs> apparently apparent, no, for real. This is
5: You make me sound like a Christmas tree. No,
0: no, it's a look. You look rad. Uh the Queen of Daytime in the house.
5: Look at that. They're shooting.
0: Shimmying video. and shaking. I'm baby. I am my talking fringe, about Harris <laughs> Faulkner on Fox Across America down here at the Grand Old Opry House. And the crowd goes wild. You look great.
5: Oh, thank you. I we guess are... I only need one microphone. You know,
0: we're like we're fashion friends. You know, we, we always talk fashion. We're one of the things, we one do. of my favorite things I cherish the most about doing TV with you, it's not when we're on, it's that minute and a half before we're on <laughs> when we're just sitting on set. Like, I got these boots the other day. I and like, know. we're talking about fashion. But it's I so true. I love the idea of having a big event to glam up for. I do too. I know, I clearly. Okay, but this works. It really works. So, how would you describe this look? And then we'll get into the serious stuff. Um,
5: this is very Nashville. Okay, uh, it's, no, it's rhinestones. It's where? It's where? I'm dripping in rhinestone fringe on a green silk suit. Mm-hmm. Pantsuit uh-huh. And when I walk The fringe moves mm-hmm. gotcha. <laughs> Well, you know That's always Yeah, the case, so it baby. goes down You yeah, know no, what s- I'm s- talking about <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding Harris Where are, you, where are you going? No, no Anyway, it's kind of A, a wide leg at the bottom mm-hmm. And I have on my Six-inch silver Tom Fords Yeah, you do And uh, I try to walk With purpose You so, know what I'm saying? See, this,
0: this is the closest I would get to working In Oscars red carpet That's why You're the only one Who can be interviewed This way <laughs> Oh no! Because no one—they they don't get what I'm going for. Anybody else? I'm like, so what are you wearing? How are you described it? They're like, it's pants and a shirt. I'm like, yeah. no, no, that's not what I was well, going for. Well, it's a
5: jacket uh-huh. with pockets. I had them clip it, so I don't want to cut the line with the camisole. Women will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Guys will just say, give me another beer. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it kind of gives it work. me a waist, and no, you I made can, it work. I can. And when can I wear rhinestone fringe on the news? Like, only in Nashville can I do that. Thank
0: you. No, you got it done. Uh, Harris Faulkner, the Queen Thank of Daytime, you. is here. She's now. Doing what are
5: you wearing queen tonight? Queen of
0: Daytime stuff. Because you look sharp
5: last no. year. Watch out you know, now. We're coming back.
0: You don't worry about nothing. So I got a okay. velvet tuxedo jacket, <gasps> like a rhinestone silver lapel. Ooh, it'll match you. See, Silver see? shoes. Oddly enough, it's funny. We don't coordinate. No, but, but we, we wind always end up showing up to events. We always are in the group because our head's in the same place. Yeah, it's an we're energy. In the group it's a creative energy. No, uh, it's so
5: true. And you're on stage tonight. Yeah, yeah. Being I'll, funny. I'll open
0: this show, and before we hand it off to Handsome Pete Hegseth. Because we're here to honor like actual heroes, you know what I mean. But I'm uh, handsome Pete Hegseth—he yeah, he's a cable news super honk. Well, uh, what are you? I, listen, I'm not going to tell you. I don't have my fans, uh, and there—and a lot of these guys are passionate. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of these. Yeah, I saw are one really of them escorted
5: really out by the SWAT yeah, just we had a minute ago. that guy no, out of
0: here. He was getting a little handsy. Uh, uh, ooh,
5: you, no, that's not where I'm at. I know I'm being
0: silly, oh, but we're goodness. talking about uh, restoring order because something you mentioned off the air. Give me two serious minutes.
5: We had riots last night. Yeah, I know we did. This is crazy. During the uh, the live Faulkner Focus from here, mm-hmm. from the Grand Old Opry House, um, the Bay Bridge in San Francisco was shut down by anti-Israel protesters. And I get serious about that because mm-hmm. we don't know what kind of heads up they yep. get. I, like, I don't know. Do you get a permit to disrupt traffic for hours? That's infuriating. Um, and shout hate. And everything Mm -hmm. else, some of them were yelling ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas terrorist war, Mm -hmm. but some of them weren't. Mm -hmm. So we took a little of that audio for a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, But SWAT-geared cops showed up, and the reason that they do that is because of what happened at the Capitol last night. Mm -hmm. It isn't, oh, everybody is going to riot. It is some people will emulate this, and this is so close to last night, Mm -hmm. and it might have been a pop-up as far as we know. And do the math on that. I mean, it's two hours earlier than we are here in Nashville, three hours earlier than the East Coast. It was yeah. 8 or 9 o'clock in the
0: morning. Yeah.
5: Like, what? what's up with that? That's it. What's it's,
0: going on? As riots go, who's so, even scheduling the, I mean...
5: Right in the middle yeah. of, of tra- you know, rush, rush, hour. rush hour traffic know, for horrific. people trying to get to work. So they were ready, and it is, it is really a testament to what authorities are now having, and it's a sad one, yep. to what they're having to learn to get ready for potentially what could be. But what we saw at... You know, the the DNC building last night, they're targeting mm. Democrats. Yeah. And I had on a Democrat who was huddled, mm. a Representative Sherman. Wow. And he said, um, yeah, you know, they're coming for us because they're not, you know, don't like what they see. They don't yeah. like the fact that we support Israel the way mm. we do and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, only those protesters, rioters, whatever they want to call themselves, we know what they did last night. They mm. hurt cops. Yep. Whatever, I call them violent rioters. Fair. There's no other kind. I do not call the people who showed up last night protesters, but only they could bring Republicans and, and Democrats together. Yeah, um, that's In right. such a
0: way that— There's a course correction coming because I think— I think so, too. I think most people in this country are reasonable people who realize— yeah. We're losing control of the room. You know, this administration—it reminds me a lot of when you are a school kid. There was that one substitute teacher that we knew a minute into class had no control of the classroom, <laughs> and the Aww. bad kids were going to act up.
5: Were you one and of that's those? That's the
0: world. I was decent. I was actually good to those subs. Like I'd make Aww. fun of them, but I made them feel cared. That's about. a fail. I. That's know. my job, Harris. Come fail on. It with a heart, A baby. force multiplier of positive energy.
5: I'm worried though because it's—it's mm-hmm. it's a group of people in this country that are so young, that's yeah, so I know. impressionable, yeah. and I don't even know if they believe what they're saying, you know. I don't know that they do. Uh, I think they like... Supporting terrorists, yeah. decapitating children. But we'd better watch out mm-hmm. because as they get older mm-hmm. in the next few months and they get accustomed yep. to not being arrested, mm-hmm. so, you know, they only picked up one person. Yeah, no, that's... You I'm and I saying. could identify 50 people from what aired on TV. <laughs> so then uh-huh. Griff Jenkins, our reporter, I yeah. asked him on air, I said, why they only arrest one person. He goes, that's a really great question, Harris. Whoa. So we reached out to Capitol Police and, mm-hmm. and other authorities there and they said, when we asked them, you only arrested one person. Why? The email response was correct.
0: Oh, stop it. I'm like, well, well we're celebrating something's going tonight, on, and we're celebrating the people who are going to save this You want to
5: wear my suit?
0: It's, it's a done deal. We'll talk out...
2: From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Here we go, here we go from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we always do from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is a Merry Christmas episode of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. To be clear... I'm not here right now. I'm off eating myself and drinking myself senseless with my family because that's what the holidays are all about in my house. Uh, But I did want to get to the microphone and wish you and yours the happiest and healthiest holidays allowable by law. And in the spirit of such things, we have put together a best-of episode that I think does a good job of capturing the true spirit and energy of this program. We wanted you to have something if you're traveling to a holiday get-together or you're working, like a lot of members of my family happen to be doing today. We wanted you to have some type of a companion that reminded you of all the good times we have on this show over the course of the year. And to be clear, we do have good times. How dare you shake your head no? You know it was fun, dang it! Well, in any event, here's a little segment of me kicking some wisdom to you, trying to opiate the masses with my wit and wisdom as I do on a daily basis on this program. Now that I'm done building it up to insurmountable heights, I will allow you to proceed with your disappointment. Uh, Here we go. So TikTok is a plague on humanity. And uh, I know it does a lot of cute stuff, but that's the point of TikTok. It's like, oh, look at this cat video. Oh, look, they got this dog dressed up as a pirate. Hey, this guy does play-by-play like a sports announcer when uh, two mice are running on a hamster wheel. Hilarious. And it is. It's funny. But the job of social media is to keep you glued to your phone so it can sell you advertising. That's the job of your iPhone is to keep you locked up in a world where you can endlessly be scrolling through ads to see the content you want to see that's why there's so much confirmation bias in your social media the algorithm figures out what you like what you click like on it figures out what you're into and then shows you an endless litany that reinforces your belief system at which point you feel eternally validated and you walk down the street every day of the week being like i'm a genius he knows what he's
2: talking about
0: okay that's the job of the phone but when it comes to individual apps there are individual motivations Okay. And those individual motivations, when it came to, like, let's say the 2020 election, their motivation was to help the Democrats win. So, what did they do? They went out and killed the Hunter Biden laptop story because you couldn't share it because they thought that would be an actual problem to Biden's electoral prospects. So, they just decided to flat out get rid of the Hunter Biden laptop. And that was the motivation of TikTok. And the media helped them do that along the way at places like the New York Times. You know, the Washington Post and all the big legacy media outlets, they were like, no, nah, can't share it. It's a threat to democracy. It's not safe. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. Okay, but you understand they had a motivation. When it comes to TikTok, they have a motivation. TikTok is owned by the Chinese Communist Party. And in between all of those dog videos and healthy macaroni and cheese recipes that people are cooking, and of course the influencers that's my favorite thing about tiktok and instagram it's a it's a it's a, gla- a uh, glorified way for a lot of guys to hide their perversions they're like yeah i just i i'm i'm into cooking now because i keep getting these good recipes from like this naked chick who cooks in a thong and it's just like i'm learning all about like i made a roux the other night I'm like, yeah, you did in a tube sock. What the hell did you just say? The point is, okay, a lot of guys are just watching naked women on Instagram and TikTok and coming away from it feeling like they're doing something enlightened. No, she's a fitness model, bro. She gets up and does the naked handstands. I'm learning about planking. Yeah, I don't doubt that you're growing a plank from watching this. But the reality is that app has a motivation in between selling you advertising. TikTok, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, is actually inundating young kids with Chinese propaganda.
5: Oh, wow.
0: People don't notice it, but that's the goal. It's not about the cat video or the dog video. It's about that cursory interaction you have with a worldview that's beneficial to the Chinese government, that's beneficial to the worldview and the mindset they're hoping you will adapt. And sadly, right now, we're living in a moment where young voters, young voters, okay, are now reacting in viral fashion. This is crazy. Like, you're not ready for this. But young voters are now reacting in viral fashion, In a energy of praise to Osama bin Laden. Okay, let me read you this. TikTok influencer went viral this week for promoting Osama bin Laden's letter to America. And that's basically the letter where bin Laden explains why he attacked America. Okay. Well, this guy posted, and it's been seen, uh, wow, we're talking 640,000 times. 175,000 times. Okay, so between this, I'm just doing some community college math. This is a video with a few million views already. But an online personality urged her followers to read the words of Osama bin Laden. I need everyone to stop what they're doing right now and go read. It's literally two pages. Go read a letter to America. And please come back here and just let me know what you think, because I feel like I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. And a lot of people are, so I just need someone else to be feeling this. So this is a TikToker telling people to go read the, the Osama Bin Laden letter to why he attacked America. And now, lo and behold, we got a few million people on TikTok that are seeing it Bin Laden's way. Okay, that's what you're dealing with.
4: It's people with a dirty mind that think like that.
0: Straight up. But you understand, that's the danger of an app like that. You go, oh, dude, I'm just watching cat videos and fitness models. This guy's got his dog dressed up as the Backstreet Boys. They're like the Bark Street Boys. They're dancing in his living room. It's great. And then I clicked like on some video that said from the river to the sea will kill all the Jewish people. And you don't even feel yourself doing it. You know the old analogy about the, the water's boiling and the frog doesn't even realize it's happening? That's TikTok's job. It's owned by the Chinese Communist Party. And it's boiling the water here in America without anyone realizing it's even happening. Because you're too busy looking at your fitness models and everything in between. So I'm telling you this straight up. Like The idea that Osama bin Laden had any grounds whatsoever to do what he did to 2,100 innocent Americans on September 11th is something we knew to be preposterous on September 11th. No one in the world looked at the carnage in America and went, yeah, but, you know, however— I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it's like when you're in a conversation and someone goes, listen, I got nothing against black people. However, okay, you know that however is about to be the most offensive thing you've ever heard in your life.
3: I agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I got nothing against gay people. But, okay, brace yourself because there's something coming down the pipe, but it's not polite. Okay, when you start a yeah but scenario to terrorism, you realize you're dealing with broken people. They're broken people, and they're broken because of these apps. Now, there's no bigger free speech advocate than me, but the danger being posed by social media and their algorithms is that they can amplify the content they want people to see. Social media is not organic in the sense that we all post videos and the cream rises to the top. Social media is curated by the people who run these tech companies, all of whom either have a content preference or a personal agenda politically. And they program their algorithm to amplify things that's going to leave the collective psychology of their viewers feeling the way they want them to. That's the point of TikTok. So TikTok right now understands that division is the most beneficial thing that can happen for the Chinese government here in America. And you damn well better believe they're creating lots of it. Okay, you've got a great percentage of their users saying that Hamas and the terrorists are justified. Okay, yes, there are people out there that are standing up for Israel and pushing back against the anti-Semitism. But ultimately, the end result of that is a lot of division. And that's TikTok's goal. Nobody can take us one-on-one. That's the problem the world has. If you want to overthrow America, you want to knock us out of the top rankings, you can't get in the ring with us and win the fight. So what they're trying to do is have us beat ourselves. That's why these protests that are all over the country, like your enemies, love that. And again, I'm not trying to deny anybody their free speech rights. But when you're shutting down the Bay Bridge... Okay, you're attacking the Capitol or installations, the DNC headquarters in D.C., and you're throwing bricks and rocks at cops and stuff like that. Okay, China loves that. That's a win. That's a win for everybody who hates us and wants to supplant us on the world stage because it's us defeating ourselves. That's why I get on the radio every day, and I'm like, yo, girlfriend, listen, guys, I know I went to, like, half a community college and majored in an intro to Xbox, but, like, I actually get it. Like, I'm not smart. I'm not very mildly educated. I don't sit here and tell you I'm a be-all, end-all or know-all in any sense of the word, but I get what's going on because I drove a taxi a long time, and you get to understand the world because when you drive a cab, you see society from an angle that a proctologist sees a patient from. But it's true. You see where our interests are. You see how we get motivated. You see how we get divided. You see how we get provoked. And you come to understand, you know, it's almost like you're standing behind a magician. You know, if you're watching a magic show, you see some sleight of hand and you don't know where the rabbit went or how he guessed your card. But if you were standing behind the magician, you'd be like, dude, really? He's fitting a rabbit in his back pocket. You know, you, wow, really? So every card in the deck was a jack of clubs. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I kind of have that perspective on society. And TikTok, I'm telling you this because I care, is absolutely positively there to manipulate us and to do so in a manner that advances propaganda that benefits our enemies to have us believe. When you hear people saying, yeah, but when it comes to Osama bin Laden, when you hear people saying, yeah, but when it comes to Hamas terrorists, you realize those are broken people and they're being broken by a lot of the propaganda they consume online. Because what the Internet is ultimately becoming is it's an avatar. Okay, who people are when they walk down the street is irrelevant to them. It's what character can they convince the rest of the world on the Internet? Do I happen to be? So I'm going to put these flags in my bio, these pronouns, these political interests. I'm going to retweet these things. And I want to build this avatar that makes everybody think I'm this virtuous, you know, benevolent soul. Okay, that's what the Internet's giving everybody the opportunity to do. It's a Mr. Potato Head. Okay, and you get to attach parts to it that you think will make your potato head a more attractive character on a social scale. But a lot of the things that make you attractive on a social scale digitally don't translate in the real world. So you might be cool for being like, I'm standing up for Hamas. And on the phone, all right, yay. Okay, but in the real world, Hamas ain't cool, boo. Okay, and the things they're doing are unspeakably bad. They're not justified. They're crimes against humanity. So is it time to limit people's speech rights on TikTok? No, I wouldn't say that to you because I'm not a fan of that sort of thing. Okay, but there needs to be a reckoning in terms of what we're amplifying and what we're reacting to and how we're having the conversations because these people believe what they believe, and you're not going to change their minds just by being like, look, you're wrong. Okay, I know that's how social media works, but in the history of social media, no one has ever conceded defeat. You dig? No one ever goes, ah, you got me. I see it your way now. No one changes their mind. Social media is there because it's incentivized conflict. It is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. That's what it is. So a lot of the shenanigans they're pulling right now, sadly, okay, in a fight club for people who don't want to get hit, are leading in the real world to more people getting hit. And that's why this ultimately needs to be cleaned up in the end. You're
2: absolutely right. It's the best of Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: And uh, I will tell you right now, okay, we're going to have Cable News Superhunk Sean Duffy here with us in a little while. There's rumors of a Rachel Campos Duffy sighting as well. But right now it is you and me, boo, doing the damn thing on the radio. And uh, I was talking about TikTok before we went to break because TikTok is a – it's weird, but it's like a Trojan horse plague on society in that the Chinese Communist Party owns it for all intents and purposes. They're using it to steal your data, your biometric data. They're giving you a lot of entertainment. It's just people out there trying to become influencers that are generating content that people find interesting. But that content is not there to entertain you. It's there to distract you while they steal your information and they sell you ads. So it's actually not a good thing. And to be clear, there's bad speech on every app. And I always say, you know, the best anecdote to bad speech is more speech. And, you know, I'm always very comfortable in the arena of ideas. But what we're trying to highlight, like what I was trying to say to people just so everybody gets it, is when you get an app that's motivation – is not necessarily the motivation of a political party in this country. Like, TikTok does not have the motivation of the Democratic Party, and that's dangerous enough. Like, the way Twitter and Facebook interfered in the 2020 election, like, that was election interference. When they kill a story that's problematic to one candidate in the days leading up to the election, okay... That is interference.
3: Correct the mundo.
0: Okay, because it shields information from the conversation. Information that could ultimately change the way people perceive the candidates. So that's definitely pass interference that the refs just let go, okay, straight up. But you understand that's problematic enough because it's one political party trying to gain power through, you know, some shady, gray area, questionable means. But what's going on on TikTok is not the Republicans gaming the system or the Democrats gaming the system. It's an entirely different country gaming our system. That's why it's dangerous. Okay, anybody who tells you, okay, that Osama bin Laden had a point is out of their mind. Okay, and I'm talking about the terrorist Osama bin Laden, not I drove with three cab drivers named Osama bin Laden, none of whom ever hijacked a plane or killed anybody. They were nice enough guys, although you wanted to die if you smelled them. Uh, but stick with me. We're having a conversation here. Um, this TikTok user posted this letter online. Okay. Got 640,000 views despite having only 1,300 followers. 640,000 views and an account with 1,300 followers. Now, that's only possible if other bigger accounts come along and retweet it, number one, or the app just goes out and amplifies the content. Oh, my. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You can't have 1,300 followers and get 640,000 views unless other accounts pick it up because it's being amplified. Okay, if you have 1,300 followers, okay, odds are you're not being followed by people who have millions of followers. If you have 1,300 followers, your odds are you're not being followed by people who have a half a million followers. Okay, you're not. That's just the way it works. Your content interacts with the limited reach of your audience. Okay, so it means bigger audiences had to get their eyes on the content, and that doesn't happen organically on these apps. So if everybody on TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, is spreading the type of propaganda that divides the country and endangers us all, in order for them to get their hands on that kind of content, TikTok has to want them to get their hands on that type of content. But what we're about to do in the next couple of breaks is be joined by a Fox talent that everyone's trying to get their hands on. I mean, it's extra security for this guy because he's that good looking. And uh, we're going to have a grown up talk with him when we come back because it's the Patriot Awards. And that's what you do. You corral foxes, fox foxes, you bring him into the den and you have a little state of the union about all things Nash Vegas. And that is exactly what we're going to do. So buckle up, buttercup. We got a big one coming our way after this on the big, bad, one-and-only, high-flying, death-defying, gluten-free, keto-approved Fox Across America. It's
2: the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: It's me on the radio wishing you and yours the merriest Christmas allowable by law and telling you that I have completely mailed it in today. I'm off. I'm not here. This isn't live. This is me curating some best-of content, interviews I liked, segments that I thought were enlightening, things that would remind you of all the fun times we had through the years. It's basically my way of begging you to stick around when the new year starts and not to leave me for some less talented host. You know, that's the thing, folks. We got a good thing going on, baby. Don't leave just because I didn't show up for Christmas doesn't mean you walk out on me now, girl. Come on, don't do me like that. Stick around for this segment. It's a power hour. It's a Fox Across America. Best of with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're working on cable news super hunk Sean Duffy. He's out right now. They're beating the paparazzi off him. You know how this works? We're right now hanging out in little radio action. Smiling for the cameras. It's a lot of cameras, the thing about the Patriot Awards. Uh, It's a very passionate group of people. They're fabulous, fabulous Americans. And uh, you never know when they're going to walk into your radio studio and just point a camera at you. So you try to stop talking and, like, look at the camera and give them, like, a smile. So you don't wind up the guy in that picture where your mouth's open sideways and it looks like you have, like, ice cream on on your tongue. Like, Like a kid with a frozen face. But anyway, we're here. You're there, and uh, we're about to be joined by the great Sean Duffy, but right now I'm going to play a little little audio, a little something, something like I'm a DJ, like I'm spinning the hits over here. You know, there's a lot going on. Here is, this is so funny. This is kind of where I started the show. Okay, Laura Ingram, who I was just talking to in the hallway, we look like a figure skating duo because our outfits kind of complement each other. I look like, you know, at the end of the routine, you'd hold the girl up at the end and, you know, we'd win like a bronze medal. Like, we have gold medal talent. I don't doubt she could get us to the gold, okay? But I'm not about to tell you it's because of me. But here is that TikTok video I wanted to play you that we were talking about when it comes to Bin Laden, clip 24.
2: Girl. What? They found the letter. What letter? The letter.
1: What letter? Osama's letter. So, I just read a letter to America, and... I will never look
2: at life the same. I feel like I'm going through, like, an existential crisis right now.
3: So this is a really good example of narrative control. I mean...
2: What would you do
1: with the brain if you had one?
0: I just wrote a letter, and I will never look at life the same. That's what she said.
1: Uh, get her out. Get her out of here.
0: Okay, they're talking about, just so you get it, this is Osama Bin Laden's letter to America. Okay, if you go read this letter to America... It's him explaining, okay, why he attacked us. Okay, I'm telling you there's no version of this letter that you read and go, oh, yeah, no, you could hijack a plane and kill 2,100 people. Do you understand? Anytime you're killing people, okay, I understand that war is going to be war. Anytime you're killing people who have nothing to do with, they're just going to get a coffee, okay, that's not war. That's like murder. That's like terrorism. That's like not a good thing. So the fact that people find a justification for that, I just read a letter on TikTok. And now, like, I look at the world differently because, like, I read a letter on TikTok. Have you ever had a checkup? But you understand, that's kind of letter that's getting amplified. Okay? It's getting amplified because they want people to see it so they can get the dumb, gullible people who vote their emotions to, lo- to lean in. Because we're living in an era. That's the problem where, like, people's emotions are their facts. If they feel that way, then that is how they're going to converse with you. I feel... Like, you know, this Bin Laden thing is a little bit nuanced, okay? I got to be honest with you. It's not nuanced, not even a little, not even kind of, not even the slightest, okay? But what we're dealing with when it comes to TikTok and apps like this and, like, just the reductive nature of this whole identity politics thing is people want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel like, you know, I represent some type of greater good. I'm making progress in the world so they latch on to causes like this because they think it makes them and their brand like this is cool don't know don't, listen i'm it's like it's like this niche thing where like pro bin laden i promise you it's not cool i promise you it's not good okay and i know most of the people listening to this know that but the idea that we're living in a world okay where there are a lot of people who don't i, I get to it, be it's it's troublesome and that's why you got to keep calling it out
3: you got some big testicles to pull
0: this off bro You're damn right I do. Okay. But the problem is more and more of our discourse is happening through these channels. It's not like people talk and like, yeah, I agree to disagree. These channels reward absolutism. So it's like you agree with me or you're a terrorist, you know, you agree with me, or you'll erase the, the white supremacist. And that's the problem. Is the reductive language of this stuff makes it impossible to have a conversation because people aren't looking to have a conversation. They're looking to have a victory, meaning I want to say something to you in a way that so many people will like that I'll feel cool, you know, that I'll get, uh, you know, a little more uh, focus, if that makes sense. And I think that's the biggest challenge of right now is that people are kind of operating with a broken compass. And it shouldn't take a dude who, you know— Plays video games in his 40s to be correcting the record, but that's the country you're living in right now. And that's not a good thing. So I'm going to bring in a true patriot in the next break. And we're going to have a grown up conversation about all things America, wrap it up on a positive note. It's got, you know, we took a little serious turn here, you know, in this last break. We're, you know, down here in Memphis or Tennessee, Nashville, I'm a mess. Juggling, doing card tricks, riding a unicycle. You know, it's been great. And now you drag me into this TikTok thing. I'm ready to punch somebody in the face. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. We need to restore order. Uh, We will bring in a party clown to do exactly that when we come back on Fox Across America. It's the best
2: of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
0: Okay, he is a cable news super hunk. He is a Fox business host on the bottom line. You can watch every night at 6 o'clock Eastern, which would be 5 o'clock down here. But right now... Sean Duffy is not on TV. He is on the radio with me, and the crowd goes wild. Hey, girl.
1: Whoa. So, so Jimmy, I came by here a little while ago, and I'm like, what kind of setup does Jimmy have? So you're you're at like a, uh, you know, if you're at a uh, Mm -hmm. cocktail party. You're at a cocktail party table, Mm -hmm. which I love. You got a a mirror behind the camera so Mm -hmm. you can see yourself throughout the show. Uh You got a little snack bar. Like, this is, you got it going on, man. This is great. It's a nice, swanky setup. What they do at the Patriot
0: Awards, as you know, it's a very first-class production, and we're at, like, a nice facility. Um, But radio, if you've noticed, like, we're kind of down the hall here.
1: In the corner a little bit. Yeah, we're
0: kinda we're in the corner. Because I think, you know, radio, we have a reputation of like we're gonna go rogue, one of us is gonna streak through the and greet or something like that. So I kind of noticed that we were strategically placed here. Like everybody else is just placed, you know, there's the big stage, there's the grand old Opry. Thought went into
1: this and it wasn't flattering thought. That's what I thought it It looks great on TV. Well, I thought, is it a closet? No, you're you're like you got out of the closet like into a room, which was great. No, so listen, we're talking about the Patriot Awards, which, by the way, is it is like an amazing event from you know celebrating America and the Patriots that give give us our freedom and our liberty, those that have served that are you know fighting the battles in even different ways today, whether it's in education and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, hannity laura ingram you know big stars like yourself and one of the things i look forward to every year jimmy is what is jimmy fela gonna wear are you gonna see some because because you know florida Florida brings out a certain you know style on jimmy fela but you come to nashville and i can't wait to see like the rhinestones and the cowboy boots and like the glittery cowboy hat like this is what I'm looking forward to. It's well, not about It's not about all. It's not about the awards. It's not about the good people. You know, it's about what are you going to wear. Yep.
0: And, and I will tell you this, and this might be a lot for the audience. I will not be in cowboy boots. I'm in them right now. I will, of all the things. Okay, well, stop it. Stop of it. Stop all it. Stop the it. things no, no, you're it. supposed to wear, I will not be in cowboy Why not? boots tonight. Because I got my own look, man. I got my own vibe. You know I'm, wearing? I'm wearing cowboy boots right now. But so. your look is cowboy boots and like but big rhinestones. I'll be, wearing, and, I'll be wearing that for like the meet and greets. Uh, but we'll oh, are well, you going to wear your pla- like your Elvis platform shoes? Yeah, yeah, you're going to see something funky. That's what I'm okay. Saying. I'm going to give you some swag. All right. I'm no, I get it. People are concerned. You know what's funny? Like I don't realize this because I'm just who I am. But every room I've walked into today, people actually like look at your clothes and look at your feet. Like there's an expectation, and I'm not. I'm not even mindful of it. Like I dress that way. Without realizing, like, it's a thing. It's just what I do.
1: But it is. But walking
0: around here today, today is the actual day I realize, like, it's a thing
1: even off the air. And I didn't know that. That you don't even try to make a thing. It's just Jimmy. That's just who you are, It's what you put on your feet. You're like, people love what I put on my feet. But now... I can't imagine, like, I, you know, Jenny... Mm-hmm. Um, Fela must have a, a you know a closet for her shoes. I can't imagine the size of your closet for your shoes. The variations, the cowboy boots, the platform shoes. I, I let her the get running a, shoes. I let like her the... get
0: a few pairs in there. She's, it's like one of those houses where the wife doesn't have any closet space. She's like, "Let me just get a shoe."
1: Ten pairs for Jimmy, one for Jenny. Two oh, pairs you. for ten pairs for Jimmy, one for Jenny. That's a thing. So or sh- maybe you maybe put them down in, in Lincoln's room. Who knows? But it's going to be fun tonight. It's going to um, be a, it's going to be a great event. Mm-hmm. Are you do Are you doing a stand up? I stand up before Pete comes on, so I I warm up the crowd,
0: hand it off to Pete, and then I head to a bar. No, I'll be there. I'll be hanging out.
1: No, I get one of just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm on your show, and I and I appreciate you bringing me on. And I'm not saying this because I'm on your show. One of the best parts of last year's Patriot Awards, which was my first. I had never been. This okay. was my first one. Uh, was your stand up act, and I'd never seen you do it. Oh, wow. um, so I hadn't seen any video. I hadn't seen. So I watched you do it, and you cleaned up. It was awesome. Thanks, brother. um, It was fantastic. (laughs) I'm like... Actually, Jimmy's funny. Jimmy's actually pretty good at this. Jimmy's, and here I was—I just thought he was selling drugs to the Fox talent yeah, to get on. I, 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 I didn't realize he sells them drugs and has the joke. i like, I thought he was just a poser, but no, actually, he's good at this. He's a—he's a. It he's a, was. Read, in, and weep, Duffy. In all honesty, it was—it was great. I'm looking forward to that tonight as well to see the comedy. No, but just quickly, mm-hmm. if—if—is if, if, that going to make the cut for Fox Nation, or do you got to be in person only I, to
0: see it? I hope not. No, I, you got to be in person for that. Like okay. I am a treat to the live audience—the people who bought the tickets and and came out.
1: So those. Those who haven't aren't coming next year. They should know that if you want to see Jimmy, you can't get that on Nation. You got to actually be here live. Yeah. Tickets. Where they'll see
0: my special. My special drop this is going to drop on Fox Nation January eighth. Oh. And they'll see me in action. And they'll okay. see they'll see an hour of the hits. You know the varsity. What you're getting tonight is a Nashville State of the Union.
1: Okay, so this this is like the appetizer, the little little appetizer that people will taste tonight yep, with yep, Jimmy yep. Fallon. If they all. want to get the whole thing, yep. the razzle-dazzle. S- they say?
0: You sell the sizzle, not the steak? That's right. Thank you. Well, tonight we're just going to hit them with the frying pan.
1: I like that. right out of the gate, so, in prison rules. Would you tell me one other thing? So you're in Nashville. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's it's, uh, it's it's not the most liberal city <laughs> in America. It's a fairly conservative state. A lot of people come here to 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 see music and go to the bars, the yep, strip. Yep, yep. So as you walk around Nashville, how much Jimmy Fallon fangirl in do you get? I was I don't want to say I was stunned because I've been here before, but last night,
0: every every human being on Broadway, it wasn't crowded because it was Wednesday. Every human being on Broadway watched something I do, and it was, like, hilarious. I took – I'm because if you're going to meet a person that you think is cool on TV, you want to meet me because I'm, like, friendly as hell, and I'll hang out with you. We'll take pictures. So what happened to me last night – you'll really appreciate this – is made a lot of friends because I went into boot stores, and that's where this started. I was in boot stores last night. And the minute I walked in, <laughs> Jimmy like, I know man, you, I watch your stuff. Oh, my God, you going to buy a pair of boots? I actually didn't. I felt bad. I didn't buy boots. I'm like, no, I'm going to order them online and ship them back because I'm going to Naples. I can't get boots. I just – I didn't find a pair particularly I liked. I didn't have a lot of time. But I was just walking around to soak it up. But there was a lot to soak up. But this is where it gets good because I'm the nicest person I know, unfortunately. Like I need yeah. to – no, no, I need to evolve you just are a little. No. no, no, but I need to evolve like just a little because like I'll tell you, last night – I walked down to the convenience store, and now I was walking back to my hotel on a street where there's no one on it. Right. So I'm running into people on the street now. I run into a couple, and I wound up talking to them for 25 minutes because we're the only ones on the street. You can't, just take, you can't just take a picture and shove them out of the way and keep going. There's nowhere to go. So my walk to the convenience store and back last night was an hour and 40 minutes because I'm so nice that I was like, I was so far behind on where I needed to be in terms of prepping today's show that I just did it the
1: normal way, which was not to prep it. Well, I love that because, you know what... um I think I think cab drivers and politicians have a lot in common. Yes, because it's the same. Like people want to sit and chat. Like I love talking to people. Yeah, me too. Um, and so I don't feel maybe it. it comes from politics. You're in a cab. You like oh. I, and you know what? It's an honor that someone wants to. Yeah, want, I think it's they, a cool. One, it's cool. They'll, they'll recognize you in Nashville yeah, so and go, Hey, goal. I want to. Yeah. I want to chat. What a letdown if you go like this person seems really cool and nice and smart that you see on TV and you meet them when they're a jerk. Like I hate that. It's like. I want—if I think you're a jerk on TV, you know, and you're a jerk in person, like, that's okay. But yeah. the nice guys on TV, it's, like, really cool when you go, like, actually, they're just as yeah. nice in person. Yeah, yeah, Which is the Jimmy Fallon story. Oh, you Sean are just Duffy. As nice uh, on TV I'm, as you are I'm off trying. track. Which is very cool. I tell everybody—and
0: thank you for that, Snookums. I tell everybody, Snookums, like, uh, I, I'm, like, one of the people who cares. Like, I—, I Maybe maybe like, you know, down the road there'd be this version of me that doesn't, but like I actually care and it's it is. It's nice, it's nice to talk to these people. And I know they react to you too, but it's different for you because you're in okay, think about this. You don't like to own this. But Sean Duffy started out as an MTV star, rode that to Wait. Washington, now you're all over the television. So you've gone through every pantheon of this type of notoriety. You know what I'm saying? And uh I think I think I, I you more comfortable in it more comfortable out of it, or is it the same?
1: Can I tell you what's interesting? That's yeah. actually a really good point. Like, mm-hmm. So this is all fleeting. Yeah. and doesn't really, I mean, the, it's really nice that people will go, hey, Jimmy Fallon, how's it, how's it going? Like, I did reality TV. Uh, I did The Real World, for those who don't know. I met my wife on reality TV. And for our age genre, like, I could go into any bar in America and people knew who I was. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty big deal. And, you know, if you're not on TV a, a year, a year and a half later, like, no one knows who you are. Yeah. It's all fleeting, and so if someone goes, "Hey, I recognize you walking on the street," that's a pretty cool thing, and you should be like, "Hey, thank Thank you, I want to take a selfie." And thank you. Where do you come from? Thank you. Like, yeah, it's it's great, and to go. And people who are. Jerks about it. It's like other oh, the Dude, come on. No, no. But
0: I like what I'm saying is like I'm too. Like I'm opening up joint checking accounts with these people. Like I'm right. beyond. <laughs> I. Like, it's like I'm investing but, in your business. Like I so have like, a business
1: I, idea, Jimmy. Like, Failing. Writing a like, check. Like
0: they're actually like hurrying me along. They're like, listen, Jimmy. I know you're busy. You keep going. You get out of here. I gotta go. <laughs> we
1: know you gotta go, Jimmy. Yeah. That's like right. wow, this guy's
0: really lonely.
1: This Jimmy guy talked to us for right. a half hour. But I, that's I, no, they're, that's they're the, what that, that's what's cool.
0: They're the best people. And the only thing I wanted to say, we two minutes out here, uh, and of course we'll see each other again tonight on the red carpet. We will. Dance floor and everything else is Nashville is something everybody needs to see at least once because it's such a stampeding herd of happiness. Everybody, the yeah. vibe out there on Broadway is phenomenal. Is fun. Everybody's cool, and it's a reminder that, like, you know, wherever you stand politically, which is fine and it's great. Okay, your point of being alive is what we're doing in Nashville. It doesn't necessarily mean drinking and singing karaoke. It just means
1: being in that mood. But it means that too. Yeah, of course. Damn drinking right beer does. and singing karaoke. Damn right, yes. it does. Very cool, by the way. I, oh, that you saved it. me for the very end. You're like, it was. I know there's a lot of hype, you the and excitement. You were the closer? Yeah, you do like two and a half hours of hype for this interview. Uh, and <laughs> The I appreciate great pumpkin that. flew over. People are like, what? He didn't mention you coming <laughs> out at all. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> <"Nope."> <laughs> I was like, no, no, I, no, I did. I, you know, they just we were promised me. Sean Hannity. <laughs> right. This you're is like, like, I'll tell you what a ripoff off you that was. You got, shit like, is. got a Sean Duffy
0: coming out. Wow, in. Sean Duffy, great, great. the bell of the ball. Sean Duffy, I know you'll be there in spirit.
1: Well, I will be. And just to make one of the comments, as, as I stand right next to you doing this show, because when we do it in the studio, we're a little bit far, far apart. Yeah, yeah. But I'm standing here with you right now, and I'm like, I'm looking at you, and I'm like, you don't have any gray hair. No. And the amount of time that you work and the energy, this you know, you're a fun guy, but this this can be stressful. You do a lot You're you're doing a lot of hits on a lot of different topics, yeah, yeah. and the demands are great. <laughs> you have no gray hair, Jimmy. Sean I'm Duffy, impressed. I'm at ease. That's going to do it for the Fox
0: Across America Christmas episode. Uh, I was an honor to broadcast for you all year long. Uh, if you happened to incorporate me into your Christmas festivities that's the highest honor I can think of because there are a few things I enjoy in this life more than celebrating Christmas, which is not only of course a day that revolves around Santa but a day that revolves around the baby Jesus. So however you're commemorating the day, Uh, Whether you're in front of a manger, you're in front of a tree, or you're in front of a manger shaped like a tree, the point is go out there and enjoy it. I wish you the happiest and healthiest of holidays allowable by law. We will see you back on the radio tomorrow.